church up in here. <laughs> amen. 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 From the book of Acts. Chapter 9. <clears throat> I want to begin reading at verse 3 and we'll Go down through 6a, the first part of verse 6. These are the words that you're going to find there. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the gold. And he, trembling, astonished and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have? me to do. Amen. Lord, what will thou have me to do? I, I want to talk just for a few minutes this morning about coming to the point of surrender. Coming <clears throat> To the point of surrender. 
I hope I don't shock anybody. I hope nobody is surprised when I say to you that none of us were born saved. I hope that's not news to you. None of us were born saved. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Which means, my brothers and sisters, if you are saved today, at some point, your life came to a point of surrender. Are y'all hearing me? A point where you gave up control of your life and yielded that control over to Jesus Christ. That is the point of surrender. Oh, oh, we get there, we get there, let's be honest. We get there in different ways. But the end results is the same. And that result is, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Last week, last week we started a look. We started looking to the conversion of Saul, the conversion of Saul, who, who later became known as Paul the Apostle. We looked at how his encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road changed not only his mission, but his encounter changed him. We have seen the arrival of the Holy Spirit. Let's go back and do a little review. We've seen the arrival of the Holy Spirit in the upper room that came like a rushing mighty wind. We've seen the Spirit spill out into the streets and people and, and, and thousands are hearing and believing through the teaching and receiving the truth of Jesus Christ. But we learn today that there are other forces that are at work in the body of Christ besides teaching and preaching. Thousands of souls were saved because of the preaching and teaching of Jesus Christ. But what we learn today is that there are other forces at work in the body besides teaching and preaching. Oh, how wonderful it is. How wonderful it is to hear the word. How wonderful it is to hear the truth and believe. How wonderful to have a beautiful testimony about godly parents who introduced you to Jesus early in your life. It's a beautiful testimony, a wonderful sermon that, 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 that I was a child or, or at some point that was a wonderful sermon or a godly Sunday school teacher that showed me the way. That's a beautiful testimony. Oh, how beautiful it is to have a testimony, such a beautiful story to tell. It, and yeah, our history is just full of beautiful stories of how people found Jesus. One morning soon, one morning soon, I heard the angels singing. They were crying out. That's a testimony. 
beautiful testimony of how somebody found the Lord. The preacher was preaching one night and I felt like he was speaking right to me. That's a beautiful testimony of how somebody found the Lord. I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. Lay down thy weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was weary. Oh, that is a beautiful story of how somebody found the Lord. But this passage tells us that God is not confined Y'all ain't hear me. God is not confined to a sainted Sunday school teacher. He's not confined to the, uh, y'all hear me, the power of God to save is not limited to a gifted preacher in the pulpit. Are y'all hearing me? The Lord will show up in the midst of your hellishness. I, I, I got it written down. Ain't nobody going to say amen right there. But the Lord will show up not in a Sunday school class all the time. Not always sitting in the amen corner. He will show up in the midst of your hellishness. He'll show up in the midst of your rebellion and still turn your life around. I wonder if I got a witness up in this. truth is, my brothers and sisters, everybody in the church didn't get saved in Sunday school. Are y'all hearing this? Everybody didn't meet Jesus one Thursday night in a revival. <laughs> oh, oh if, that's, if that's your testimony, you ought to thank God. That's your testimony. You ought to thank God for it. And you ought to tell it everywhere you go. But there are some folk. Are y'all hearing me? If they would be honest. There are some folk, if they would be honest, would tell you that I didn't care nothing about the church. Y'all ain't hear me. There are some folk, if they would be honest, would tell you, I didn't care nothing about the church, didn't care nothing about the people in the church. As a matter of fact, I was on my way to hell with no God on my side, no heaven in my view, and at that time, I didn't even care. Are y'all hearing this? Everybody ain't got that cute testimony. Somebody would tell you, I, I didn't have church or Jesus on my mind. But something happened. <laughs> something happened in a club one night. <laughs> Any honest folk in the house? Something happened in a club one night. And I found myself in a coma. Laying in a hospital for a month. And it was there on that hospital bed that I met <laughs> I had an old man tell me one time 
man, I respect it, and I still respect him to this day. He's resting with the Lord, but he's one of the most sainted old men I ever met. But I was talking to him one night. I was doing revival at that church, and we were sitting around after church, and he said, he, he began to share his testimony. He said, uh, he said uh, that uh, the way he ended up in the church, he said, me and honey, he called his wife honey, he said, me and honey got into a fight one night. He said, three of my friends came by and we were going to go out on the town and honey wouldn't let me go. Honey was telling me that the Lord said I needed to stay at home. And so me and honey got into a fight. And while I was fighting honey, my friends got in the car and left me. They went on down the road and just left me. He said, I was so mad. I didn't know what to do. He said, but the next morning. When I got up, got word that my three friends, all three of them got killed in a wreck. He said, I went to church that Sunday morning, and I've been here ever since. I gave him my life. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody ain't got one of them sweet testimonies. Are y'all hearing me? It wasn't my wife, he said. No, it wasn't my wife. Are y'all hearing me? Matter of fact, I wasn't listening to her. It was God speaking to me through that tragedy. Are y'all hearing me? And I have been saved ever since. Well, it's wonderful when you got a beautiful testimony, when you can share a sweet story, but everybody didn't come to Jesus like that. As we continue our study of Acts this morning, we, you'll see that while God does use preachers he he does use teachers and he does use evangelists as instruments to turn lives around but but the thing i want to point out to you is that his power is not limited to the use of preachers and teachers <laughs> his power is not limited to the power of evangelists he god has other means at his disposal to bring you to the point of repentance. To bring you into submission. The word shows us that God will stop you in your tracks. I wonder if I got one honest person that will tell you God will stop you in your tracks. That God will turn your life around even while you're in the midst of rebelling against him. You remember Paul, remember last week, Paul had gotten letters from the high priest and he had been cleared to go and put a stop to the movement. That movement that we now call the church. Paul had permission to go put a stop to it. It was not enough that they had been run out of Jerusalem. Now they were scattered all around the region. And Paul now is seeking to go wherever they are and find them. Bring them back to Jerusalem to be punished. You remember, he's gotten word that there were some believers down in Damascus. 
and he's gotten a group of men together, got a group of men together, and they are on their way to Damascus to put an end to this mess. On their way to Damascus to, to, put a, to stop the spread of the gospel message. But as they neared Damascus, according to the word of God, as they neared Damascus, a light shone from heaven. A light, a bright light shone all around him. And he found himself on the ground. Listening to a voice asking him questions. I'm on my way somewhere. I'm going to persecute some folk. And now here I lay on the ground in this light. I can't see anything, but I hear somebody. The voice says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? <laughs> Y'all hearing this? Y'all remember I said, Jesus takes the treatment of his saints personally. Paul thought he was persecuting the followers of Jesus. Jesus says, no, no, you are persecuting me. And let me, this ain't on the paper, let me just throw it in. You better be careful how you treat God's folk. I, I just threw that in for free. You better be careful. You, you better be mine. Better be mindful of how you treat God's folk. In as much as you've done it under the least of these. <laughs> You've done it. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus said, no, no, you are persecuting me. So Paul's response then, he's laying there on the ground, can't see, listening to a voice. His response seems a little strange. Listen at this response. Who art thou, Lord? <laughs> Who art thou, Lord? It sounds like he's answering his own question. Who art thou, Lord? But right here, when he says Lord, he's not saying it because he knows who it is. All he knows it says, there's a bright light shining out of heaven. My sight is gone, and I'm hearing a voice that I can't identify. Y'all hear me? So although he does not know who it is, he is acknowledging that this is somebody or something that's bigger than I am. Lord, who are you? Y'all ain't hearing me. I may quote Mahalia Jackson this morning. She used to sing, who made the mountains? Who made the trees? Who made the rivers that flow in the seas? And who sends the rain when the earth is dry? Somebody bigger. <laughs> That's the law. Somebody bigger than you and I. May, may, I, may I tell you that you're 
not ready for Jesus unless you come to realize that you are not the center of the universe. Can I help you? May I help you? You ain't ready for Jesus until you realize that you are not the center of the universe. You're not ready for him until you realize that there's somebody bigger than you are. Listen at Saul laying there on the ground blind crying out who art thou Lord now right here my brothers and sisters is the beginning of hope this is the beginning of hope when people began to ask questions about Jesus now you are at the beginning of hope when, when folk become inquisitive start asking questions about Jesus. This is the beginning of hope. Let me show it to you. What must I do to be saved? Are you greater than our father Jacob who built these wells? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth what manner of man is this when folks start asking questions the door is being open that they might receive an answer the Bible does say seek and ye shall find knock and the door will be open. So now, 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 if you got the right Bible, you, you already have the answer. You got the right Bible. You already know the answer to this question because, yeah, yeah, because all of these answers and commands, if you got the right Bible, look at your Bible, it's written in red. See, you, you got more information than Paul had. If you, if you got the right kind of Bible, these words are written in red. And every good Bible student knows that in the red letter Bible, that, that, that the, uh, yeah, the words of Jesus are always written in red. The problem is this. Paul wasn't reading the King James red letter edition. <laughs> y'all hearing me he, he wasn't reading the red letter edition of the Bible he, he was hearing a voice speaking from heaven this was Jesus himself speaking to Paul and while I got you here that's, that's, that's why Paul had the distinction of being counted among the apostles Jesus is talking directly to him. Jesus is able to, yeah, Peter, uh, Paul is able to be known as an apostle because he received his orders directly from Jesus Christ himself. See, a lot of folk had problem with 
the apostleship of Paul because they knew that when Paul came on the scene, Jesus had already left, gone on back to glory. They had a problem with calling him an apostle because Jesus had already stepped on a cloud and gone out of their sight. But here we learn that Jesus made a special trip. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus made a special trip down to the Damascus Road to meet Saul face to face on the Damascus Road. Listen to the answer. This is Jesus. The boy says, this is Jesus. The one that you are fighting. The one that you are persecuting. This is the one that you are fighting on every hand. But while I got you, let me tell you, you will not win. It is hard for you to kick against the gold. You remember last week? That was what we talked about. It's hard for you to kick, kick against the gold. In other words, and in fact, he's saying to him, uh, yeah, in your effort to hurt me, you're really hurting yourself. Paul now is at the place of submission. Paul now is at that place he's really to say I yield I'm, I yield I yield okay. he's at the place of submission his life is about to change up to now he had a great name among the Jesus deniers <laughs> let that sink in up until now he had a great name among the Jesus deniers. Folk who denied that Jesus was the son of God. Folk who denied having anything to do with his death. Folk who showed up his eye and denied that he got up from the grave. Jesus deniers. Bring a little closer. We, we are watching that right now. Folk who have come together and agreed to lie. Y'all ain't hearing me. Folk who have come together, gotten their heads together, and agree, agreed that we're all going to just keep telling this same lie. But now, Saul has come face to face with the truth. And his life is about to change. Folk who have been singing his praises are now going to turn on him. Y'all ain't hearing me. He will lose his place among the up and coming teachers in the synagogue. He will no longer be considered for a seat among the chief priests. And the council. Oh my brothers and sisters. Truth. Will put you at odds. With folk. Who have bought into the big lie. <laughs> 
I say truth will put you at odds with folk who have bought into the big lie. Ask Liz Cheney. Ask Adam Kinzinger. Ask him. Truth will put you at odds with folk who have bought into a big lie. Both of these folk are being criticized and ostracized right now because they all because they decided to tell the truth. But there's one more thing. There's one more thing that truth will do for you. John 8.32 You shall know the truth <laughs> and the truth Oh, I wonder if I got one witness. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Bible passage ends, and I'm almost through now. The Bible passage ends with Paul becoming a part of the movement that he set out to destroy. Lord, what will thou have me to do? Get it right now. Get it right now because we get it so wrong. Not, Lord, what will you have me to be? <laughs> That's what we see. We, we come into church. We want to be something. We want to be a choir member. want to be an usher. want to be a deacon. No, what will thou have me <laughs> To do. So I've learned this. The best way to become something, and yeah, y'all hear me? The best way to become something in the body is to do something in the body. Paul is at the point of surrender. All I have, Lord, I'm turning it over to you. I'm well educated. I've studied the laws, I know the customs and the rituals and the traditions, but right now I'm yielding all of that to you. What will thou have me to do? Paul here is at the point of surrender, and God uses him. Read the Bible. God uses him mightily, and... As I go to my seat, God is still looking for those. God is still looking for somebody he can use in his service. But before he uses you, he's got to get you to a place of surrender. He's got to get you to that place where you're saying, I surrender all. All to Jesus. I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live he's looking for somebody up in here right now you tried everything else you've done everything else he's looking for somebody to cry I surrender all I surrender all all to thee my blessed Savior, I surrender 
all. Never know who's in the house. Maybe you're at that point. Maybe you've gotten to that point this morning where you have tried it all. None of it worked. But you're ready right now to turn it over to him. I surrender all. He suffered, bled, and died for you. But he got up from the grave for you. You ought to surrender. You ought to surrender. Surrender to him. today that if God wants to arrest your life he'll do it in any place on any road during any time in your life oh yes there's a text that says while we were yet sinners yeah yeah Christ died for us I know you're not saying amen because you don't believe you are a sinner but that's everybody that where you were, even if you're in church, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so the invitation is that because he died for you, he will call you unto himself. He will say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ this morning, we offer Christ to you. And we don't offer him because we have something to give. We offer him because he's already gave it all to you. So give your life to him right now. All Come. All right, all right. Come. Bless. That's right. Savior. Ah. Come give your life to him. Give your life. Wherever you are. If you're virtual, you can give your life to him. Oh, I 
Come on, you, you got time. of the gospel. We thank God for being a God who will chase after us. Yes, God. Oh, yes. Should be told, never wanted to come to him. But I thank God that he wanted me. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I know, yes. I know, it don't do nothing for you because you don't know where I was. What I was doing and what I was thinking, but thank God yeah. he came after me. Is there anybody here that can thank him for coming after me? Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're in church right yes. now and you had in your mind not even on church, and God came and arrested you. Yeah, Lord. Oh, yes. Just some, some notes before we move into our observance of the Lord's Supper. We want to. We do have an appeal from our women's ministry, Reverend Chandra Matthews. If you would come at this time to make an appeal for our women's ministry, I saw her. Amen, amen. Good afternoon, Salem. 
giving honor and glory to God, also to our pastor, first lady, and our ministers and deacons, I am here to make an appeal on behalf of Salem Women's Ministry. Women's Day is next weekend. We have a Power Pack weekend designed just with you in mind, all by God's grace and his mercy. We know that according to Hebrews 12 and 2, we're looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. So with that being stated, I am asking every woman, if you are willing and, and available on next Friday, we will have a virtual play, The Glory Train. Everything will be virtual, and we'll have an opportunity for you to share your testimonies. With that, and thank you, my brothers in AB ministry. With this flyer here, there is a QR code. And some of my sisters in the Women's Council, uh, Reverend Chandra, I didn't know what to do with that code. I'm so glad they said that because sometimes you can think too far ahead. But with that, all the detailed information that you and I love to see, ladies, in terms of the colors, pastel colors, we're spotlighting the death awareness ministry. You will click on that code, and if you cannot, we will avail ourselves after service for you to be manually registered. This is a registered event, and we're asking that everyone register. On Saturday morning, if our numbers meet the goal, by Wednesday, I am going to allow our uh, office staff to know if we're going to move forward with hybrid, hybrid meaning in-person and online at the same time, we are going to have our in-person brunch, and that is a $5 donation. Once again, all detailed information will be available after service if you need to get uh, manual information for us to register you. Our conference, we have a dynamic preacher who will be with us virtually from New York, who is a member of Ebenezer Baptist Church with the Reverend Dr. Uh, Raphael Warnock is her pastor, Reverend Camilla Bradley. She will bring forth a powerful word for us on that Monday, I'm sorry, that Sunday, Saturday, getting tongue tied. And then of course, women, Day is on that Sunday. So I'm asking every woman just to wear a pastel color top. We will have an appeal from one of the hands ministry, Sister Tiana Miles will be bringing forth a appeal regarding Death Awareness Month. With that being stated, I greet you and bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor. Hello, my name is Tiana Miles. Thank you for joining me today in celebration of Death Awareness Day. Death Awareness is a time set aside to make others knowledgeable of the death history and culture, both, both locally and globally. There's a great need to, for us to promote and encourage inclusion of deaf people. Deaf involvement is important, it's biblical, and it's important for the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the Bible, Exodus chapter 4, verse 11, it's a reminder that God created us all. We are all made in his image and his likeness. We are the body of Christ. One body, but many members, and that includes the devil. 
We are all equally important for the body of Christ. We must unite together and encourage others as we serve God. We need to pray for our deaf communion all over the world. We need to pray for God's word to be preached to all creation. And pray that we can bridge this gap between the deaf and the hearing community. Let's seek ways to encourage and promote inclusion in our deaf community. God bless you and thank you. Amen. announcements to if we ask the, the family of God the Salem Church to pray for the family of Luella Gales um, the funeral is Saturday um, this Saturday the 24th of September at 11 a.m. Uh, other pastoral notes is uh, next week at the Open Arms um, fa uh, fa Community Church uh, Pastor Gail Bush is pastor there one of our very own they will be celebrating a the opening of the reopening, uh, the renovation of their facility at 2 o'clock, and Pastor Haynes will be the guest speaker. And so we'd ask all who want, will attend to please be with us. Uh, just for the sake of safety, when we leave this morning, those on my left and your right, if we ask you, go through the double doors. Um, and then those on my right and your left would ask you to go through the single doors. We thank God for all of you and for all of you and your willingness to stay safe during this time. I uh, also want to thank the church members and all, all abroad who are continually to give and thank you for your stewardship. And we ask that you would continue to give the way in which the Lord has honored you to do so. We do have receptacles in the sanctuary, but you can give online through Givelify and through Cash App. And if we would now ask our officers to come for our observance of the Lord's Supper. As they, as they come, let me just reiterate uh, on next Sunday, I hope that all of us will avail ourselves to come and let's worship with Pastor Gail Bush. Pastor Gail Bush is a part of this congregation and works just as hard here as she does at her church at Obanam Deliverance Center in Lawrenceville. So uh, they have a completely new renovated place. I want all of us who can. Let's go and let's just celebrate with her and celebrate with the church there and all that God is doing there. Amen. 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 Let me just make sure I don't ever want to take our visitors for granted. If you're visiting us for the first time, will you just lift your hand wherever you are? Amen. Stand up. Just, just amen. We, we just thank you so much. Thank all of y'all so much for just showing up here at Salem. God bless you. Glad to have you here in this place and hope you'll come back to see us. Just stay around a little. Let me shake your hand before you leave. Amen. 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 Uh, I just one more thing that I want to, I just want to, while I'm up here, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting at age where now where I'm old enough to just say, take some liberties. I want to, I just want to introduce you all to Sister Knowles. Sister Knowles, stand up right there. I just want you all to see her. Uh, Forty years ago, I moved 
little over 40 years ago, I moved to Athens and uh, went to work at the University of Georgia. She was one of the house mothers in one of the dorms there. And uh, she saw me and she, she knew, I, she could tell I was all out of place, didn't know nobody. And she just took me, just, just took me under her wings. And uh, she would bring me cake, she would bring cooked stuff and bring, bring it to me. And it's just good. I just, I just want to call her and say thank God for her. And thank God that she's still here. Uh, and uh, she's here with us this morning. And who knew, who knew that she's Annette's mother? <laughs> and Annette's a member of this church. And, uh, amen. And, and, and who, who knew that God was putting all that together way back then? So just glad to have you in the house. Good to see you. I'd ask our own Howard, Deacon Howard Norman, if you would take us to the throne of grace. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, first God, we just come asking you for forgiveness of all of our sins and all of our shortcomings. For at the cross, at the cross, where we first saw the light and the burdens of our hearts rolled away, it was there by faith we received our sight. And now, Lord, we are happy all the day. Father God, we just ask you to bless this table, dear Father. Oh, yes. As we take this communion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen, amen, amen. May we do this in remembrance.
that gives me strength. Yes. From day to day. Yeah. 
the Bible teaches that on the night before he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and after he had given thanks, says, take and eat. After which he took the cup and says, this is the New Testament in my blood. Take and drink ye all of it. And as often as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. My prayer is that when he comes back, and he is coming back, when he comes, he will find a church in remembrance of all that he has done for us. Thank you so much for your attendance. We had one who was baptized on last Sunday. Is he in the house? Are you here, Brother Collins? Is, he, is Brother Collins in the house? All right. Amen. Things have changed some, and this is normally our period of fellowship, but we'll never stop fellowshipping even if we have to change the way we do it. So we're going to, on our way out of here, we will fellowship in the parking lot as we have, as we have been uh, for these recent times. God be with you till we meet again.
the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.